Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode, Nick and myself sit down with a longtime Rockstar Inner Circle member, Anthony DeGazon, to chat about life, family, real estate, and something special that he's put together called the Child Enrichment Summit. Um, the details of that, if you're listening to this and eventually you want to go check it out for yourself, it's coming up later this month, and all the details with the agenda are at www.childenrichmentsummit.com. We'll say that throughout the episode as well. But Anthony's decided to go above and beyond in his business together with his wife. They run several music studios here in the GTA and they wanted to make a bigger impact on the people that they were serving. So they've put this event together. Just a really well thought out guy, really appreciate his perspective. And the fact that we get to work with people of Anthony's caliber here at Rockstar really makes everything we are doing worth it. So hopefully enjoy this chit chat between friends. And uh, if you are listening to this, you should know we have our own big event coming up. It's the Your Life, Your Terms event on Saturday, October 17th from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. We are transforming the Rockstar uh, training room here in the offices into a studio. So apparently we have a video wall coming in, multiple camera angles. This isn't just your regular Zoom thingy is what I'm trying to explain. We don't know what we're doing, but we are doing something. So um, apparently this little studio we're setting up should be a bit fun. Who knows? You might see us fall flat on our faces in this thing, but we're going to try. So uh, we're going to put this together and it's on Saturday, October 17th. The content we know is going to be super solid. So we are going to put together a brand new Rockstar economic update where we talk about everything that we're seeing in the global economy and how it affects us here in Canada. We're going to do a local real estate market update. We're going to be talking about the Bill of 184 and how it affects tenants and landlords here in Ontario with Kelly Hawks, who is a senior paralegal who's going to come in and chat about that. We have Dave Butler coming in to talk from Butler mortgages to talk mortgages and financing and the banks. And we're going to talk about the mindset that you require. We believe you require the mindset that has helped us live life on our terms. That's how we're going to wrap the show on Saturday, October 17th. So we've got a lot jammed into it. If you are not a Rockstar Inner Circle member, you probably haven't been getting emails from us about this thing. So you can go to this URL to check out all the details and grab a seat. It is www.yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. That's www.yourlifeyourtermsevent.com yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. That's it for now. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live. You're not driving me crazy because when you do this, when you tap this, it's while you're speaking. So I'm actually just laughing right at you while you're doing that. I'm just trying to help you. I'm like, hey, don't, don't pat. All Wait a second. I, do I have to call your mom? This is, yeah. 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 <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm going to ask Anthony something. Anthony, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Oh, great. great. Okay. That's good to know. I'm not, ta- I'm not even asking. Oh, I've been replaced. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been replaced. A- Nick, I know can hear me because when I speak, he just interrupts me. So oh, that, I see. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah. Very good. So, uh, <laughs> Anthony. We are happy to have you here. Um, we were just chatting on the music on for your music studio. Are you musical at all yourself? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, you are. What do you? Is that, yeah. <laughs> no. That's yeah. No. I didn't. No. I, I had. I had no idea. No. I, I guess yeah. I've probably asked that and forgotten. Yeah. Well, it was no. Rachel that start got initially started the yeah, studio? Correct. Started, hey, twenty five years. This is our twenty fifth year anniversary for the school. Oh, that's awesome! This Congratulations, fall. man. That's amazing. I know. 
And Holy con- yeah. Any and business that goes 25 years. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. And any business owners that stay sane during the 25 years, that's an accomplishment in itself as it well. It is, yes. <laughs> and the sanity, insanity, sanity, insanity. Yeah, it's kind of relative. It's, kind of it's a little it relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but she, yeah, she started it back at uh, 25 years ago. And so here we are. Because she started that before you guys were even married. Uh, we were married. She had just, she was just doing her first year at, uh, when she was teaching with York Region uh, Board of Education. And parents just said, hey, you're really good at leading the school music program. Can you teach, you know, my daughter after school? And that's kind of how it started. Like that was a genesis. You well, know, side hustle becomes yeah, and very exactly cool. yeah, and uh, and then you uh, you have multiple locations now, right? Yeah, so we have three. So uh, one in Caledon, South Caledon, which is Bolton. Um, one in Vaughan, Kleinberg, and um, one in South Mississauga. So kind of. Clarkson, Lauren Park area. Yeah, just to manage multiple locations, like everything that you guys do, that's intense. You know what? It's great because um, it gave us an opportunity to design, you know, be intentional about the business's design and what do you put in place so that we can actually still live the way the life that we... We had kids, right? Young kids when we were running the business earlier on and it was, it was growing. So we wanted to be able to be as present with our kids and give the most to our school and the best way to do that for us was intentional inten- intentionality about design and technology and process so we tried to build that in a lot so that the quality would stay high and um, we could be involved in the right areas as much as possible that to sounds, get the most value. that sounds really smart nick we really should have gotten that kind of advice when we started to start off consciously we're just trying to get some stuff done we had a list we're like okay we gotta do this next we gotta do this next are we gonna survive each other piss each other off and then move on to the next day no rachel rachel is gracious i think just kind of this is kind of the way i think about it so it's probably i'm sure it's i'm sure it's it would cause stress just having to think about these different types of things but i was just saying you know what if what if it grew what if it grew right what would we, would we be able to, would we like the life that the life that we'd have if it was successful at this particular level? And thinking about that future hope, bringing that back, for, what would what would we have to design for now? How, you know what I'm saying? Sim- as simple, simple as a phone system. Uh, How would the phone system work? And I'll give you guys you know, a lot of credit just for, you know, to work with your, you obviously have a lot of respect for the skills one another bring. Because to be able to work with a spouse in a business and then have to go home and still have, you know, deal with the kids, like the regular kind of family issues and challenges and, and just not even challenges, but just the things that have to be done. Yep. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I, I guess I've never experienced it, but I, it would take an adjustment period if I was to do with my wife. And I think the only way to make that work is if you guys have a lot of respect for one another's skill set. Otherwise, it's always it, it just leads to a, kind of a slippery slope downhill. Yeah. Yeah, and it, again, and hat, it's mostly hats off to Rachel, to be honest, right? Because she started the business, right? So if we started the business together, then it's like, okay, this is what you do, and this is what I do, and then yeah. you kind of work it out, right? Um, she started it, so she was responsible for everything. And then when I left the corporate world for good in, you know, 2005, then, you know, then I start to enter her life in on, from a business standpoint, right? So... You know, we have, young so kids, how do you do young that? Kids three, yeah, three young kids and they're active and we're a sporting kind of family and we... Dog too? 
we got a dog too, Pepsi. She's yeah. just a cute Gander asking. You guys awesome. and your dogs, yeah. man. You yeah, gave Sienna in. tricked you my daughter just tricked me into getting a dog oh. after three years. She made PowerPoint presentations, like she was reading books and giving us summaries. And I did not want a dog. We didn't grow up with dog. Right. I had no interest in a dog. I still don't think I want a dog. But we got a dog. And on Sunday, we're bringing this dog home. Or oh, you're just getting yeah, the dog. I know. And by the expression yeah, he's on your laughing. face. No, I know. I know we're in for it. Mike over Mike over here just started laughing. He goes, remember when I told, when you laughed at me saying, ah, you're just about to have young kids because my kids are already older yeah, than yeah. his. And he's like, now I get to laugh at you because you're getting a you're dog getting... and you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I'm like, yeah. no, I, I think I totally am. Well, I'm not totally aware. I'm semi-aware. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm looking forward to it at all. I have a feeling. Yeah. I was already told just now, actually coming back from lunch here. Um, we were talking about who's going to walk the dog first thing in the morning. And I knew it was going to be me. I knew it was going to be me 100% of the time. But now everyone in the <laughs> household has concluded it's me. Who's going to clean up the, who's going to get the food? No, yeah, 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 the food. Yeah, clean yeah. up. Uh, a friend of ours got, got a dog uh, just two weeks ago. And it came on a plane from like Manitoba or something. Oh, I didn't know this okay. was done. They picked up the dog at Very Pearson. Fancy, yeah. yeah, it comes off. Uh, it's a, it's a, 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 yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the type of dog. Anyway, first thing it does, it gets into the house. And I guess it has like a wet shit. <laughs> on the floor and Sienna it's just totally my daughter's totally freaked out by that I'm like Sienna you in all your PowerPoint presentations you, you said mention? you no she said she was going to handle everything she oh. was going to take the dog out for walks and I'm yeah. saying this is on you she's like no dad I just can't handle that <laughs> I was like great yeah, so now great. I'm involved it's in coming. all this stuff yeah it is coming yeah that's crazy so uh yeah. but that's a full family man you know, yeah. uh, running that business, doing all that kind of stuff. And I didn't even know this until recently. Your education, um, you have a master's in, what, what is it, theology? Yeah, so I have a master's. In, so I graduated, went to Waterloo, was in co-op, did kind of, um, it's kinesiology. So science and kinesiology, um, specialized in psychomotor behavior and software interface design. So I went to IBM after I graduated. So I did, Yeah, that so sounds like you went yeah. to IBM after yeah, you graduated. It was fun. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so I did that. And then after that, I went to Bible college for a year where I, read, I met my best friend, Phil, and he later introduced me to his little sister, Rachel. Right. Oh, really? That's oh how got it. it. I know. That's At it. Bible college. I know. Isn't how that pretty convenient. cool? It was really yeah. convenient. It's like stereotypical <laughs> Bible camp exactly. stories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know. Look, look who, look who the, the brother brought home. And then so after that, I, came, I just was there for a year. And this was in Peterborough. That's how I got to know got a little it. bit about Peterborough. Oh, that's why your property is in Peterborough. That's why I have a Peterborough property. Oh, I had property. no idea. Yeah, this just kind of has made okay. it a possibility. Should have bought it back then. It was probably... Oh, free. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going <laughs> to say. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then I was there. And then I did, a, I did a, my master's theology here in Toronto at a school called Tyndall College and Seminary. And um, after that, I did my MBA, which is... Oh, yeah. Then you crap. did your How MBA. How much school You're did so you well take? educated. But I'm, st- I'm done. I think but I'm, you're well, done. I'm yeah, done. I think official. you're done too, man. I'm done. You're done. Cut off. Uh, Rachel says you're done, so yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you enjoy the whole learning thing. In the- I do. I. You know what? There's so many. I didn't like to read as a kid. I just could never. You'd start these books and you'd be. Do- I'd be done. It'd just take too long to read the pages. I, that's kind of how it was for me. So school, but I always had. A, I had a mind that was interested to figure out how things worked. That's why I liked science and the body and the mind, right? Um, but then there was also I'm I'm spiritually minded, so. How can you learn more about God or what's in the Bible and how people, the story behind all of that? I wanted to understand that kind of deeply. So I went to, I went to seminary, so I got a master's there. But I love business. And I started loving that in school, like in my undergrad. So I did a little minor there, but it just wasn't done. So in the corporate world, you know, as you're trying to move up a little bit, there are the people that, you know, they've got degrees from Ivy and the degrees from here and the MBAs and stuff like that. And it's like, ah, Ugh. what do they know that I don't know? So... I got an opportunity through the bank to uh, start my MBA and uh, 
We were just talking about that earlier today, how you always think other people have the information that you don't have. It was only when we got in business and we started going through a lot of pain in business that when we met other business owners who told us, yeah, I got everything figured out and life's good and they had no problems, we thought, oh my God, everybody's been full of shit. Because you know it's not true. Because we know it's not true. We definitively know it's not true. Yeah, wait a second. I know this is true. Mm, Isn't true. Yeah. And I've met people who have shared that, yeah, yeah, it's not true. Okay, so yeah, it's all great, but... Yeah, you know what? This is what's really happening. Yeah, this sucks. yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. And I think it's it was that moment for us. Like, oh my yeah. God, our whole lives, people were just lying. When they said their job was all figured out and they were just killing it at work or they were killing it in their new business startup or whatever they were doing, yeah. all of it was, has been lies. Yeah. And right. as soon as you know that, the world's your oyster. Right. Because then, then you have a different view on the process, right? Yeah. The grass isn't always greener. You know, because before that, if you don't understand that, you're like, oh my God. That, it must be so great. I want to be doing that because the grass is greener right. that way. They're making but, so much money over yeah. there. They're doing it so easily. Right. But, but then to your point, it is. It's the process and yeah. that's what people leave out of the whole thing. Right. right? And, they're not, and they're not even transparent on the process. Right. So as you get to, you know, either get good mentors or you get a peer group of people who are entrepreneurs or investors and stuff like that, um, then, you know, when you get a you, you you join with people who want to be a bit more honest about life. You don't want to know everybody's baggage, right? No, no, no. there's too much. To a degree, like, to yeah, a degree. Really, okay, leave that at the door. Yeah. But it but it's nice to talk about what life is really like on some levels. Is parenting? Oh yeah, the dog. Yeah, of course. I was. You should just ask. I told you that's. What I saw happened. it in your face right away. As just soon like, as I said, oh, yeah, dog, that, your face changed. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, that's what happens, right? So anyway, the, you know that's it's that's what's nice. So you know back back to the schooling thing. I just love to learn, and I was glad to have that kind of formal education. But as it turns out, I find that there is so much more about entrepreneurship that they didn't tell me in B school. They didn't. Like, they, just, they don't because I don't think so they much, even know. It's so, yeah. much, so much more is like ninety percent of it. Oh, right? like 95 percent. Because outside like, of the reports and like the you know the, the the financial reporting aspect of it, the rest of it is a lot of it is just not included in in a formal education setting. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. I, I remember reading this one book when I was at NetSuite, and it was the VP of Sales from the UK gave us this book. I think it's called Good good to great and it talks about getting the flywheel spinning jim collins right i think so very well respected and you know what i picked up a few nuggets from that book but i quickly realized reading that book and other business theory books that these things aren't very practical to an an entrepreneur that's starting out like when you hear the message i think in one of the books it was like some people aren't going to be in the right seat like if you don't have the right people in the right seats of the school bus, the school bus isn't going to have like a smooth ride or yeah, something but like that. I remember thinking, I'm in every seat of the yeah, school yeah, bus yeah, and I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. And I remember <laughs> thinking like that was, oh, cool. Okay. I guess people are going to have to be changed around in the business. Yeah. And maybe in a medium or large size business when it's growing, that can apply. But when you go out on the streets and start your own business, that message, yeah. you cannot turn that into dollars. Like there's nothing no, from those books. Right. All the Harvard Business Review stuff that I I used to respect so much. Yeah. And then when I came to in, to be a, like an entrepreneur and try different websites and try different processes, real estate flipping properties, I'm like, that none of this stuff really applies anywhere. Right. Like not even five percent of it. Yeah. I mean, it was like I think I you when I was doing my bit, you'd be doing your research and you'd read Harvard Harvard Business Reviews then, and then I read one last summer. And got one thing from it again. Why? Because it's like a, there's a real business problem, and you're trying to figure out what come what bring what can you find that comes can be brought to bear on that particular thing. What insight from an academic? It's like okay, great. So this these are the things that we know. This is kind of like the retention rate piece, and it was on retention, right? It was an old one too. So that's kind of how you. That's the way I'm doing it, right? It's like keep learning, 
what do you need to know now? Can you look into the future a little bit and see what you what you believe is coming down the road? Oh, and geez. then what can you learn to try and adapt, right? This is... How are you guys prepared? Like, so 20, we're coming, you know, thing. I was going to say, thankfully, thankfully, we're coming to the back end of 2020. <laughs> what are, what are you guys for the music skills? What are you, are you preparing in a certain way? Or what are you thinking about 2021? Or what's right. your thoughts on some of you this? You know what? That's such a great question. I don't know. Just like yeah. Yeah, big economic or your schools yeah. in general. Big, big questions, right? So we, we're, we're in touch with other music school entrepreneurs. Um, we're on a, I'm working on a project we'll probably talk about a little bit later, which is, you know, um, gets me in touch with other organizations as well. And I'm just seeing that um, there is just so much changing. So I, as much as I say, I believe I c this is what I think is happening in the future, I, I actually, even in my honest opinion, I almost don't want to say, hey, this is what I think is coming besides this one thing, which is that I believe the world has changed. And I believe that for us to have the best chance at serving the the, the people, like we serve parents, we're music school, right? So the parents and their children. The best opportunity, the best way for us to serve them in this fluid and change and dynamic with a whole bunch of risk is for us to figure out how to serve them more deeply. Like that's, that's almost it. It's like, if you want to still play in this game and, and, you, and for me, I'm about trying to reduce, reduce my risk. And it's for me to do that, I have to figure out how can we serve our existing audience more deeply than we currently do. What does more deeply mean to you in your head? Is it like more well-rounded, like different services that they can yeah. offer? Is it just a stronger relationships with those people? Sure. Like, what does that mean? Sure, I, and I think it's actually some, most like it's in that area, but it's like saying, okay, hey, you know what? We provide something, right? We provide music lessons, one-on-one -on -one private music lessons. It's an enrichment type of activity, right? And then it's a, for, for a moment there, though, I'm thinking this is so much there. The need is so much greater than what we provide. Could you take a moment and stop thinking just about yourself and your business and say, what, what else do parents, what else are they working with? What else do they need? What are, the, what are the things that they're trying to work through for their families? Just think about that for a moment. And then there's, is there some way that you can serve them in that way? And so um, I start to think back, okay, so, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago, where was I at? when I was the people that we're currently serving, what was on my mind? You what? need someone to walk your dog is what you need. Yeah. You need right? Yeah. Right. So, pick up the crap that Tom's got to pick up. How do you do yeah. that? Hey, yeah, like. This is really funny, guys. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but I know. My dog's on the tail end, but I could have told you, really, you should have figured out this is the breed. How long will they live? <laughs> oh, when geez. are the kids heading to school? And that could be a great dog. Oh, yeah. And no, the we worked it place. all backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We totally did it backwards. You got yourself a great dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you. But so, yeah, so you know, thinking back and saying, hey, you know, what, what are the things that were top of mind for me as a parent? Um, you know, what kinds of activities? What kind of activities around dance? What kinds of activities around uh, music or health or sport? Who are the best minds, the trainers, the best opportunities? Those are all the things that we don't actually provide those services, obviously, right? I'm not, I'm not a hockey school. But we've, we've figured out who those people are and the things that we, the criteria we use to actually bring those experts into our family's life. I wanted to share that with families because I know our families are, are trying to figure that out for themselves right now. So that's an example of how can you serve them more deeply. This is what's on their mind. You say, I've heard you, you've, you're one of my mentors, you guys, right? It's like one of the things I remember you saying, it's like, what is the question? What is the thing that's on their mind today? And um, these are, there are a whole bunch of things some of them will actually be something that I actually serve them directly for with music lessons. 
but there's a whole bunch of other things that if I'm creative, if I'm willing, if I, you know, provide some energy around it, maybe I could actually serve them more deeply and say, hey, I know you're also dealing with this. And uh, this is what we did. And here's a really neat expert that could be, why don't you listen to them? And, and this is how it fits into maybe what you're trying to do for, with your family as you're trying to bring them up. How much time a day do you spend thinking? Yeah, you have a good Because idea. there's a lot of thought into yeah. this. And, and from knowing you in the past and stuff, yeah. I, whenever you were answering things before, you, I, I respected the way you would answer because you would always think, and I, I guess it goes back now knowing how educated you are because it seems like because you had so many different things that you could pull from, you could piece together, you know, a, just a, a very well thought out answer. But like listening to you speak, I'm like, this is a lot. Of, you've put a lot of thought into this stuff. When do you, when do you think? Well, no, I was going to like, when do you end the thought? Like when, when you're doing that, because it's easy to just keep thinking about stuff. Right. At what point do you say, okay, I've thought about this stuff enough. I just do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, the thinking thread kind of goes on. So sometimes uh, there was a professor that I had a cor- in, in, in my seminary, and he taught, uh, he taught me a principle about having the eye of an eagle. So you, picture this, that you're, you're, soar- you're an eagle, you're soaring above, you know, high above the clouds, and all of a sudden there's a little, little movement in the field below, and there's something that you, can, you need, right? So the eagle swoops down and gets it. Now, it's just kind of scanning and living their life, right? And so every, I, I've had that mental model on, on, like on this back back thread of processing in my brain, saying sometimes things are going to come up and to be introduced to you that either you don't have a good answer for, it puts you in an uncomfortable spot, but you go, you know what, there's really something there. So it was probably five, six, seven years ago, and you asked me a question about, you know, what is the value that you provide? What do parents need to know? And it was a deeper question than, you know, how does a music lesson work, right? And when you ask that question, it was hard to kind of answer, and it never stuck me. It never, it never left me. And so, on some level, what I heard you asking me there um, was the question that says, you know, what is the need for the people that you're providing with? And so back then, it was like, okay, let me let me sit back and think about it about music lessons because that's kind of what we had to evolve. So I think we we got to get to a good sense around that. But um, now it's kind of getting to the point of it, there's more that can so be that, done. That's where the deeper comes in. It's I a get deeper, it. but it's not, it's not this, it's not the only deep and not doing anything. So with that first question, it's like, I've got to get that answer because I think people need to know more about music lessons than the mechanics. What's, what comes from it? The benefits, right? How does it change your life? How does it fit within a parent's ambitions for their children as they're trying to grow? What, what building blocks does it put into their culture, like a character and resilience and all these kinds of things, growth mindset? How does, that, how does that build in? That's why music lessons are great. But there are lots of other things. So, you know, once COVID came, it became just so clear to me that the world has changed. It's kind of like the, the earth shifted on its axis. And I had to say, man, we have got to be bigger, better, serve more deeply and, and give more to our families. And so that means like figure out who are the best sources to help me understand that and then start to deliver on that. And so it was like, take action. Like once, once so that it, led you to the child enrichment summit, which we'll talk about. Absolutely. That, that, that's all part of that. Got Ab- it. Okay. Absolutely. So we had to get right to it. I know it's, hope, sorry, it was too much of a long answer, but, but that's just kind of what was at the heart of that and why we got into here. And it's like, yeah, you've got, we've got to get going too many, too many great businesses, too many great people right now. I'm hearing about and um, talking to, it's been so much of a struggle because of, um, 
challenges around the mindset and like how do we keep going like how do we continue to do what we need to do mm-hmm. like we're hearing the same you know it's hard yeah. it's heartbreaking yeah. right it's heartbreaking did you have that because we didn't have that no. and i don't know if it's because it's all been in the like, last six months we're good at just focusing and I, it's a strength and a weakness and I, I, that's why i'm saying this is we're very good at just focusing on what's next and sometimes that there's a there's a downside to that too which we don't have to get into but i was just curious did you have that as well when you were when that all hit like yeah. those types of kind of so almost like self-doubt in a way. Yeah. So I, thankfully, I'm not, it's not just me. Like in our business, there's not one entrepreneur. There are two. So there's Rachel's mind. There's my mind. And so we went back and forth. Like it was um, the first weekend of the March break, right? So we, kids are, you have kids, right? Yeah. And they're in school. And oh, was, that'd be a big week for you. Might be doing camps and stuff. Well, we just actually closed because we. No, but are, normally would it be a big. No, we actually oh, stopped. Oh, oh, this is, oh, this cool. is the, where's the, your life, your terms. Yeah, yeah. This is where we say, yeah, we're not going to do, we didn't do anything, right? But we normally still work, but we don't run our lessons. Families have their families. It takes time off. That weekend was like, you know what? Something's happening, and I'm going. This is going to be a problem. We there's no bloody way we're stopping lessons. It's it's too important. It's too important to our kids. It's too important to our family and our business. Like if we stop, how how will families ever restart? You know, like it, there's going to be so many other distractions, and we want to make sure that they get what they've come to us for. And and our our teachers, what are they going to do? Because the programs weren't in place. Yeah, and, the teachers too. You know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. We had thirty plus thirty plus teachers and in the office. Me- but staff. the mental aspect for the kids too, because even while that's oh. going on, for them to even continue learning, and oh. to me, music is just they're, they're just. I mean, there's so many studies are there and the benefits of, of that type of thing. It's just it also is helping them. It's well, not just the actual lessons, you know. So not just from a business standpoint, well, you're no, no. doing a service for people. Uh, service to the parents because there's something meaningful for the children to do. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so there's, you know, you, you, you've got younger children, right? You want, you like intentional parents do have the heart for their kids and want, to, want them to have fun, want them to have downtime, chill time, but they also want them to be developing while they're under their roof and under their specific and direct care. So what did you guys do? What did you come up with? So we said, you know what? We have to, we have to keep going. So we, like, honestly, within a week, we, Trained our staff on Zoom. Uh, well, on a Zoom, a Zoom, a Zoom, <laughs> okay. Zoom enabled platform, right? It's one that we use in house. We, we we were just using it for our weeklies. Thanks, because we you guys did weeklies. We do weeklies. You said to do the weeklies, so we do weeklies, right, with our staff. So we used that and enabled it for our families to use it for music lessons. Figured out the design and implemented, communicated it, and so like Friday we're only in studio or some in home in different communities. And a week later, Monday, it's like a hundred percent online because that's the only option. Cause it, that must've been, we chaos. can't stop. Yeah. Well, you remember it was like, everything was going down. Yeah. Do you remember? yeah <laughs> they, yes. they, they never thought we'd had this much use. Yeah. Right. No. And it was, it, it was, was supposed stressful. to be a two week March break extension. Remember? Yeah. I said, yeah. no way we can't. I'm just kind of geared up. You said the next, you're, you're on to just the next thing, next thing. I say, look, this is the next thing. Even if we don't do it, let's make sure we have to be prepared because it could be this. And I, I can't well, that's really an not be prepared. That's an entrepreneur in action right there. Like for you to take that much action that quickly maybe is seems like nothing to you, but that's yeah. huge. For you yeah. guys to kind of come up with that and roll that out within a week with all your instructors. Had to. Yeah. How was it received by the parents? So um, shockingly, like seventy percent of the people, like probably like probably about a hundred percent did it, but maybe seventy percent came on. Which yeah. for us, I'm like, you guys are so awesome because it was you know the technology, 
the platforms weren't couldn't do the internet bandwidth like nobody was ready for all of this so they actually managed and were great and even today we've opened up again in studio because of within the phase that we're in it's it's one-on-one lessons right it's one parent i mean one child with one student in a room so that's all fine separation's awesome um so we're in studio but then still some families want to be want to still stay online so now we we deliver lessons online and in studio and some in home where it where it fits pretty cool you expanded your services so you have to adapt that's that's where i'm saying i'm I'm curious on how why did you get into like with all the education and you've started your business why did you get into real estate what was that about what was that thinking and you got it you started with a multi i don't know if you had properties before us but you started with a multi-unit right out of the gates right now we know there was thought behind it and a lot probably (laughs) tell us your thinking what was going through that mind of yours are you for three and a half years are you mocking me that's what i want to do i leave now respecting it yeah. respecting no. it so I, I i act and then after i'm like damn i really wish i thought about that before yeah, I, I did. I wish we think sometimes yeah. a little bit more than we I'm, do i'm sure i do that too but here's here's what happened for me i do actually think about the future a little bit and so i saw the i was saying here we are we're not in the corporate world anymore it's just us right my wife and i are business a little business right so i looked into the future and i said you know what i don't think i like what this future is going to be right because it there's no pension, there's no 401k, whoever's listening, whatever. We just didn't have that built up. And they're saying, this isn't going to end the way we want it to end. So then it's like, what do we do to make this end the way we want it to end? And so that's when I started doing my research. Thank God I did my research and I'm like that because then I found you guys and I found the stuff that you provided and it made sense to me and I came out to your, came out to your, oh, I, I, I joined the mailing list. Like thank God or yeah, shoot, then we, then we just yeah, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's perfect, right? Because it's exactly what I needed, exactly what I was looking for. Someone who had this is—it's thoughtful, you know, serve highly, right? And um, let's get action-oriented, which is what you just you talked about. Don't just think about it; get do it. So we went and did it. And I said, what's the most efficient way? Because we have lots of things going with our kids, and again, the design. What's the design of this investment system for our future? It had to for us. I just didn't want to be buying. A ton of and seeing a ton of different properties all the time. I said, get some level of skill, like mini scale, right? And get multiple units in one house, so one address, maybe a couple of furnaces, depending upon the size of the building, because some of them are a little bit bigger. And um, yeah, just do it that way. So then, you know, one lawn, you know it, one yeah. one yeah. lawn, one, one, one or two furnace, one roof, Rachel one drive board for this. Yeah, she, you know what? It was. There's the you know there's a bit of the marketing that you have to do saying this is what I'm seeing in the future this is the pain do we want what picture are you trying the to marketing paint? I always is. think it as a, like selling but yeah you're marketing yeah, the idea you're selling yeah, the totally. idea yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the totally. same right it's like yeah. so this is what I see the future is do you agree that you think you think this is what the future is okay great so do you want this and this do you want that or that okay if we want to have this or try just even to try and have that picture this is where the way I think is the best route possible and um, Wh- why. Why did you think real estate? For us, you know, I'd read some books and heard some, you know, arguments and said, you know what, um, you, there's, there is somewhat leverage in the bad, not in the bad sense, but in the good sense, right? You're, you're leveraging um, a number of families need for uh, a wonderful place to live. So that is um, that is a stream that families are like, that's just driving down. So you say jump into that river. For yeah. an illustration, right? So if we could if we could um, serve people in a need that they currently have and try to do a good job at it, then that would probably work. 
multiple families working for themselves to provide a home for themselves. And if we can inject ourselves into that need, that's probably a good thing. I can't get five jobs. I can't get 10, 12. I can't get 19 jobs, right? We have, you know, that's kind of how this works when you get it to scale, right? Um, at least. So if you, can, if you can try and figure out a way to um, multiply your effort, even if it's like exponential versus just additive, and that's what the multifamily thing, multifamily thing for me was, is like it's kind of a, taking a, one step that's an exponential jump in terms of the benefit. And for me, the way we, we have our investment thing for our business is that there was a, a, a matter of time horizon. When do we want the money? When do we need the money? And for us in this, I'm not saying that we're all so rich and everything. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying the need that we had was a future-based need. So what... Sure, what your business was generating income for you now. For now, right. The active yeah. business, right? So I'm saying let's let's be disciplined and try to keep that the way that is. But then we want a plan in place for the future because someone's got to take care of us in the future. And this is a way... It's a system that builds up, you know, capacity, re re you know, yeah. equity and cash flow for the future. It's per it was perfect. I'm curious, how old were you when you looked at things and said, okay, the, you know, we got to figure out something for the future because, you know, the way you're looking into the future and the way it ends, you're like, eh, I'm not so happy with the way it ends. I got to make some moves now. Do you remember how old you were like when you were thinking that? So I... I was interviewed for something last last week, and and maybe this is an example. This is probably the earliest example, but it was just like I remember saying I wanted something. I was I was I think twelve years old. I was in the junior high, Domo's junior high. Oh God, you're that young. I'm well, thinking, I no, thought you were going to no, take no, like thirties. No, 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 but just a, this is a small example though, because I think this is and it worked right. So I was in I was in the public I was in the principal's office. I don't know if I was being bad or good, but I was there on the wall. They had this little picture of um, these two athletes of the year, and I said, man. That looks really cool. I want that. I want to do that. And that was just like saying, okay, great. I want there's something that I want. It's in the future. And just say, yep, that's what I, that's the future picture that I want. That's the earliest time I ever remember seeing that. And I think just that and it actually worked. You know, for whatever it's worth, I was athlete of the year as a junior high kid. So oh, whatever that's slipping that, that in the story, that, hey? slipping yeah. that self promotion, <laughs> right? There you go. <laughs> this body doesn't come for free, you know. So so, no, but the idea was this, that, you know what, that actually could work. That was the first time it was like, hey, I like something that's not going to be coming this instant. It's going to come in the future. And I said, yeah, that's what I want. And somehow it happened. And I think just that quick feedback loop was kind of an example of all these other things. Look into the future for something that you want and kind of decide on that and then start somehow yeah. it changes your behavior so where i was coming from is i think for me it was my early 20s when i started working in the region of peel i was there for a little bit i was like hmm you know i think by being here i can tell i'm not going to be happy in the relatively near future and then i started kind of mapping out where it got me mm -hmm. in in 20 or 30 years i'm like you know what this is no good and then for my for a lot of my friends where i saw it generally start to happen was probably early to mid 30s because they had gone through a couple life events, okay. right? Maybe marriage, maybe kids for some of them. They've been in some sort of career for a little while. Okay. And then at that point, they were like, so this is it? Like, so this is it now. Like, I mean, my, let's say I'm 32 yeah. and now, so I got 30 more years. I'm just going to kind of walk this You have path. a mortgage. They're like, yeah. They're like, so what now? So that's, and I was wondering okay. if, if your, the timeline specifically for the real estate stuff, when you looked uh, at it, if it lined up with that, it was just more personal curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Well, like absolutely. And, and like, and hopefully this is answering it more closely. It's just the idea of, it was the big, 
I'm all of a sudden when I thought about the future, I started to panic, realizing that the future was going to come. It's coming for sure, and it wasn't going to be the way I, wa I wanted it, if unless I had some kind of a, ma a big change, and that's why I had to figure out. Is that also why you quit it. your corporate job? I quit the corporate job because as much as I used to love it, it was just it got it got to just be it just the politics or the monotony. It was more the. Is more the politics, and maybe that's just a reflection of who I was, right? Because the politics were working very well for me for a long time, and the politics were at you grew the same, past it. Yeah, but the politics were working for other people at the time. So I'm not trying to say that the organization was totally messed, like you know, because maybe I might have said that in the past. But I'm not in, in in hindsight. I'm just saying, you know what? I could just not. I couldn't make that work anymore. I did not like it. Why am I building somebody else's thing? Why are they changing the strategies? Why aren't people working together to help me accomplish what I need for the for the corporation too? I'm just done. And I'm just so thankful that I got to leave the corporate world for good back in August 2005. It was just like, thank God. Like yeah, on, God. You, I know you guys left, right? So it was just, it was just like, it's good. interesting it's like a though. Good, a good, clean, clean, clean clothes to just start again. Right. But the way I look at it, you had two things. You were able to look and extrapolate into the future. Yeah. That was number one. And yeah. you did that from the principal's office, yeah. looking to the athlete of the year, yeah. but then you've done that your whole life. And the other time, the other thing is you have a time preference strategy in which you don't need to be rewarded immediately. Yeah. You are willing to suffer. And I just find, we were, Nick and I were talking about this okay. earlier, that's the absolute key to success in everything we've seen, whether suffering. it's saving money. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, well, but it's... suffering. It, to no. be clear, it doesn't have to be suffering. No, but, but it, yeah. look, I'll take this to the extreme. If you look at the economy today, okay, everything the government wants to do, they solve by printing money, which we all know instant through different discussions, it's instant gratification. Right. There's never this savings at a government level. And because the government never accumulates capital properly right. and just prints money and throws it into the economy because mm -hmm. it needs to satisfy itself immediately, we get asset prices going up. We get the middle class being destroyed. We're yeah. getting social unrest popping up its head in all different reasons. And it's because of the economic foundation is a very immediate gratification kind of culture that we have at our, at our base economic foundation of right. our society. Right. And I find that at the at the bigger societal level, but I also find at the personal level, okay. it serves you to anyone who needs to be instantly gratified. They never they're always looking for the get rich quick or how do I make money immediately or I'm going to bet on these stocks because I heard the you, you know, That's, and I've been there, too, by not, the way. Oh, yeah. By the way, I've, I've yeah, totally yeah, been yeah. there. Mine yeah. were the uh, I, I never forget someone sat next to me at Oracle and they're like, uh, I'll never forget. This is Benny. I don't want to say his last name, but he, he leans over. He goes, Tom, this mining company through the roof. It's like. 11 cents right now it's going easily to like two dollars and i'm you know i'm doing the math i'm like i'm in yeah. and i didn't have that much money to spare probably put in i don't know a couple thousand yeah. dollars for me at the time that was a lot right and to watch it go just to like zero just crushes you and then to try that strategy over and over again i think it right. took me like i'm a slow learner i think i must have lost like over ten thousand yeah. dollars before i realized wow you know making money easy and the quick way yeah. isn't going to work in mining, so let me try something else. <laughs> you know, and I went down like three other but, rabbit holes. But eventually, but eventually, there was something that there was a thing going. Oh, that probably that doesn't work so well, right? Exactly. There's too much risk around it. I've given up too much control. I'm not actually involved in it. I'm not willing well, to put in the time. Well, and to try be to the athlete it. of the year, you had to suffer. Great. You had to put in the work. Man, you should have seen how hard it was in grade eight. 
Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. I know it was like, grade eight. I know it was grade eight. Okay. Yeah, I never should have. You know okay, we're gonna strike this from the record, folks. Here we go. <laughs> no, but you had to put in the work yeah. for for Nick to go and buy the properties. He had to save up the money. Right. And Nick's always been good at saving up money, and so that when an opportunity came up to him to be able to uh, capitalize on it, he could. He had capital formation because yeah. of a low time preference or need to be able to spend that much to a need to spend that money and then he could capitalize on the opportunity so i guess my point with is anything though like even if you look at because some people will be like well it's not really with everything like look you people can play poker right but if you look at the poker players the ones that really actually make money off it they're they're putting in a lot of time and effort to okay. become good at the game right because there are professional poker players that do make money however most of the people even back in poker in its heyday I had friends that were like, yeah, I make money, I make money. But yeah. then all of them stopped playing. And I'm like, you know what? If you were making money, then why'd, why'd you, you stop playing, yeah. right? So like, so, but but there are people, the ones that go deep and then they put in the real effort and they really kind of study the game and they go after, they, you know, th then it does. But it, it applies to everything, everything no look, matter how, how, totally how quick, how get rich quick it seems, it still applies to everything. It. Look at business. You look how much value you're trying to offer your customers and clients yep. and the kids that you work with. You're thinking the long game. Like just briefly talking to you here, you're thinking the long game, yeah, whether you're right. verbalizing it like that or okay. not. But, you know, in real estate, we always meet people who are looking for the quick money. We'll meet a real estate agent who thinks they deserve more commission than they deserve or are trying to screw somebody in a certain way. Whereas every interaction we're looking at, we're like, hey, if it costs us money today to do the right thing today, mm -hmm. great. Because that means our future is more secured because we're doing the right thing today. Right. Our reputation grows. And not, not even that we want our reputation to grow, but like we just know we're setting the foundation right. that's going to serve us well for the future. Right. And so hearing you say that, it's like you just operated like that since you were a kid, which is interesting. Yeah. Different times it came in, and I'm sure some things didn't work sometimes. But um, this, oh, yeah, just sure. remember these kinds of things. I, what do you think? Do you think this is – do you think people kind of – it's like the masses have a thought like this kind of thought. You know, it's kind of it sounds kind of culture or countercultural, right? It sounds like not everybody th is thinking this way. Like in the, this entrepreneurial mind. It's it. You know what? I no, every spend time, I spend time trying with my kids, trying to help them see how we do, like how we do things. Why do we do things, right? Because I don't think they're getting that messaging outside, even with their peer group, right? So, I. I just I think, think everyone needs different. Yeah, and I think everyone needs to learn their own way. Like I myself, I learn best from experience. So no matter what someone actually tells me, mm -hmm. until I live it, and even if it's the if I have to go through the hard times and right. I make the you know, I gotta do stupid things to realize, man, that was stupid. And then the next time, I I am able to learn from it, so I don't repeat the stupidness over and over right. again. Some some <laughs> things I'm sure I do. Yeah. But it's um. But I learn from it, and then but if someone is just trying to verbalize the lesson to me it's much harder for me to kind of to really put that as part of my lifestyle right. until I go through it. And then I, I kind of have to see it. I have to see real life examples. And you're Other taking action to do it, right? You're taking action and you'll, you're willing to learn from it, which is a great thing. Yeah. To hear. And in a lot of things that. like, it, you know, it started when I was younger and a lot of times I was like, when I was a teenager, man, I was like the guy that did all the stupid stuff. It was like, oh, why don't you? Go I can verify this yeah. to be true. Okay. Like, why don't you go jump off that thing? I'm like, yeah, okay, let's try that. Like, let's just do anything, mo the most ridiculous things you can do. Yeah. I I'll try it. And then slowly I was like, man, this is really stupid. Like, I should stop doing these stupid like things. There's probably better things I can do with my time. That's fun. It's funny how we're all different. So for your kids, I think they're going to learn it differently because Nick and I are obviously brothers and I learn differently. For me, I need reflection. I need quiet time. And if I read something from somebody I deem worthy yep. to give the advice, it's very powerful to me. 
So if I read something from someone I've decided knows what they're talking about, and I don't know, I don't have my criteria for why I've decided. It might yeah. be life circumstances, how it was referred to me, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can think about it a little bit, reflect on it. Then I don't actually have to go and do it like you, you'll do it. And I'll decide that this is the path for me. Yeah. And so I think that's just an example of your kids. Yep, one of them is going to be like out. Nick. One of them is going to be like me. And yeah. who knows? And then you move, you move along. Yeah. And you just move along your own path. Yeah. But if you can give them the perspective, so whether or not they learn from it or not, at least in my opinion, at least if they understand or realize there's another perspective, that is, I think that's the advantage you can give them that they won't, because they don't get that. They don't get right. that through the formal education. Right. It's not a mainstream um, conversation that's had elsewhere right. and I think that's what you can offer them that is just not easily accessible elsewhere and it's important because it's part of what we're talking about because we didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial home neither Rachel nor I right so um, these concepts that we're talking about they kind of happened upon us somehow we were thinking you know ooh, I don't really like the way this is going this corporate job maybe someday I will you know run my own business when I'm 55 Right. Maybe then, you know, then it will be that. But, you know, um, being you, open. You're 55? To you're, you I look think, great no, for 55. Well, that's because I'm only going to be 40, 54, I guess. That's no, but okay. I mean, I think yeah. you should knock 40, yeah, good 15 for you, years man. off that. Good for you. Yeah. You have more. You have black more. don't crack. So, you yeah, know, yeah, I heard yeah, that for the yeah, first time yeah. last week. Yeah. I, I now we've heard, heard that twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know. So funny. But yeah, thank you. So I think that's that's kind of it. You know, the neat thing is that somehow for somehow we heard we thought there was a this, the way life was going right now, it's not so great. And then somehow you got in touch with another th- way of thinking about how things could go. And then you try, started trying new things, right? This is what I And I wish there was a definitive way to give that to our kids. Oh, yeah. you know, but, I th- but that's why it's cool yeah. what you're doing and trying to do. Yeah. Because someone's kids might come to your music school, find out what you're doing with different things. And right. maybe from one of the people who are speaking at, at you know, the, the th- we'll talk about this okay. now, yeah, yeah. that maybe they'll get some message and it won't come from their own parent. Like, who knows? Sure, sure. And I think the more we can surround our children by other people who are doing things or attempting to share that type of positive influence, the right. better. right. And because uh, I think about it for my kids all the time, too. I think sometimes uh, people look at Nick and myself and, and they're like, well, well, your kids are going to have like they're going to get all the lessons. And, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, we are trying to share stuff. Right. But who knows? But we're trying because we're parents and we're just we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to do our best. Right. And it's great. I like I like the point that you made, too, though. Right. Because some people are doers. Some people are thinkers and both are valid. A hundred percent. And you yeah. need to we as a parent. I'm just rethinking me as like how how much do I, did I appreciate that? And I want to add that, that perspective to the way I'm trying to continue to be a parent to my kids. Right. What are you, what are your kids? Uh, oh, go ahead. Nick. I, I was just curious as far as the real estate side of things. Yep. So that there's, there's the business side. Yep. What about the real estate side with your kids? How did you got, have you tried to get them involved in that or had conversations around that? And yeah. is there any interest from them about that? Stuff? Sure. Sure. They've all expressed some kind of interest level about doing it themselves. Some more intensely. This is what I'm saying early. I just finished listening to the podcast with you guys and Aiden. And then like within days, one of my middle ones said, Hey dad, do you think I should get a credit card so that I can start building up my credit so I can be getting it? It's like, I can't believe you're asking me right this way. You know how many times I've had people say that about that episode and then having their own kids. kids are Are you listening to my, right? So, so anyway, um, no, I got off track just thinking about that, but there you go. You know, so ask the question again. No, I'm just specifically around real estate. Yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Because you know what, I like to share about part of you know as much as 
like disclose as much as valuable for them to understand. But I'm just saying, hey guys, this is how we're trying to solve for the future. Like, I don't know how else to solve for the future. This is how we're trying to solve for our future. And this is what we're doing. And so we'll, we'll do, talk about interest rates. We'll talk about inflation. We'll talk about- I'm so happy to we'll, hear this. You know, we'll talk about amortization. I was just doing, doing the taxes with my oldest guy. Well, you know, this is amortization works like this. Depreciation works like, you know, this kind of stuff. It's great. Hey, how nice is it, how nice is it that we actually have learned some things that we can just kind of share? share. It's like, yeah, what, what the I, heck, right? I, this is all we're doing. It's and like, I take advantage of opportunities when, when uh, Sienna's starting to talk more more about some money stuff. How, how old is she? Uh, she's grade nine, so she's 14. Okay, yeah, sure. And uh, But Aiden now, he bought a bunch of Tyler Harrow playing cards. Uh, not playing cards, sorry, sports cards, trading cards. And he's a player on the Miami Heat. Yeah, he's yeah, a rookie yeah, yeah, on the yeah, Miami Heat. Yeah. And he Crazy. dropped 37 points like two games ago. And, yeah. and, and he called, he's like, Dad, I bought those cards for $40. That looks like they're now selling for $100 and $120. And well, I'm like, how much did they go up? Let's figure it out percentage-wise. Yeah, and I'm exactly. like, Aiden, for something to go up in value, that percentage-wise, like, I mean, that is absolutely huge. And he bought a bunch of them because he heard Jimmy Butler in an interview uh, early this year before COVID say, this rookie, he's a baller. Oh. And then Aiden had concluded that if Jim, if Butler Same says this. that yes. this guy can play, yes. so he went out and got a bunch of his rookie cards. Oh, then, then, yeah, he got oh, them. Then man. he just sat on them. And oh. then with COVID, they started to go up in price a little bit more. And now with the playoffs and them being in the finals, they, he's done. so he's so last. When did he drop thirty-seven points? Like last week? Yeah, I think it was yeah, last yeah, week. Like and Aiden called. He's like, Dad. Check out eBay. Look what they're selling for now. So then I take these opportunities. Well, let's think about this here. What did you exactly. buy? You bought this asset and, you know, because the demand went up and this performance of this guy went so up. So I see the FaceTime call of, of, of him at Western and he's like, yeah, here's all the cards. Look, here's, here's the new cards I got. And I'm like, I don't think he's doing any class yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then he's I doing ask virtual him, trading cards. Yeah, right? so I'm trying to teach him all this accounting. So we have a spread because he's taking accounting. I'm like, yes. how's the accounting class going? Oh, I haven't had time. I'm looking at all these I'm cards. Doing... So I'm trying to give him an education and all this business yeah. stuff yeah. that he's in his business program that That's has nothing so to do with his business program, right? So uh, I think as parents, we take our opportunities when we get take them. Take when you can. You know? <laughs> it's fun, right? This it's is, totally it's fun. It's kind of neat, right? So there you go. That's, and uh, that's many discussions stuff. on Wayne Gretzky rookie cards and yes. inflation yeah, and deflation. I've heard those. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, much of that kind of stuff. That's so that's so but, good. <laughs> uh, what, what, where are your kids now? What's the latest with yours? So yeah, one's just finishing, just finished Waterloo um, University. So he's still there. He's working out there. Um, actually, he's helping us. He's helping us with our... Um, uh, social media marketing oh, campaign awesome. on Facebook. I was saying he's been he's been working on the side with a like a media a marketing startup, and he's sharing the stuff. I back in the day I was showing him stuff, and then he started showing me what he was doing with his campaigns and how he's building them out. I'm going, okay, nice, that's awesome, yeah. yeah, you know more than I do now. Okay, why don't you? So he's, yeah, awesome. he's doing art, which is kind of cool. Um, another one, my middle one is finished hockey now. He actually hung up the skates. So, oh, wow. That yeah, must so have been tough. It is. Yeah, it was so tough for him, but it's just so so much fun. What a great thing to be able to see that kid's doing that. So anyway, he's uh, he, he had started part-time at Ryerson and Commerce, so he's full-time doing that now. So that's good. And then my, my youngest uh, daughter, she's 18, where we would see our, yeah. our, our, yeah, our yeah, kids yeah. on the soccer field together. Um, she just graduated, and she's at uh, Mac for commerce, first year commerce. So they're oh, cool. they're doing their, oh, wow. their accounting and their yeah, stuff yeah. in their rooms. It's like yeah. crazy. So did, and she went down there, even though there's no nope, in-person school? No, so she stayed home. home. Yeah, Because a lot of the students, first year, there's no residence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. some of the first yeah, year some still went did, to, Oh, they got, tried. Yeah, yeah got yeah. a condo or a house yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, right? So good for, I guess, those student rental people. Well, and one my, of the my kids are home. One of the property managers was just telling Mike on our team that they've never seen this before. Okay. But some students have signed leases for uh, May 1st, um, 2021, ending April 30th, 2022 already. 
They said, we've never seen people sign leases this early. I don't understand why they do that. I, they, don't yeah. need, they don't have an answers for it either. I don't know if just students think there's more demand because, you know, some of the first year students couldn't get residence and weren't one out there. Everyone oh. wants to lock up their house. But Imagine, said, okay, we, so have we never, want to go away to school, but what if we can't use residence? So now there's more demand for right. the house. Yeah. So you know how everybody thought the demand for student rentals was going to fall? Like pri Every, private student rentals, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Private student rentals. Everything we're seeing on the streets is, it's the direct opposite. Demand yeah. Demand for student rentals has increased. We'll see if that continues. And so what are we now? We're, uh, we're at the end of September, beginning of October here of, uh, of 2020. We'll see yeah. how this goes. Well, this is, this is an example of, you know, the reason why I was a bit reluctant or hesitating um, when, when you asked, so what, about the future, what do you see changing? I'm going, I, I just believe something significant has changed and therefore we have to be able to adapt and be ready for it and just get, just don't just think it's the same, right? And operate differently because that's a perfect example we're thinking about the future we look at all the economics we've got this one that i never would have connected the dots no. to say oh right of course but of course why, why couldn't that be a plausible reason yeah. for why that yeah why the, why the demand increases for yeah. student rentals um so what how did you you know when is this when is the child enrichment summit taking off launching what's okay. yeah give us the story okay cool so so um Back in June, I said, I just committed to say, okay, great. We're doing as much as we can right now. We're online. We're maybe we'll get back in, in studio sometime to teach in person. So that started in September, but I said, okay, what, what else could we do? What else do our family, what else are they working with now? And, um, so I said, okay, let's, let me try and find and bring together, um, you know, 20 ish or so experts in, in things that, uh, people that have served our family well over the last 15 years. So people that are dealing with um, music, of course. I'm experts in musical theater and professors at university, top heads of other music schools. Um, body and um, kind of health. People that were trainers, um, top experts in health and naturopathic doctors. Like, so, so many cool experts like that that are dealing with enriched, uh, kids, right? And the last one is mind and spirit. So people that are working with kids to help explain spiritual things, people that are working like a sports psychologist for performance and uh, psychoeducational assessment experts, clinical psychologists. Um, these kinds of people are children's authors that are dealing with resilience and helping to share these kinds of concepts with kids. These are the things that parents need to, I would, these are the kinds of things that I would wanted to have known about easier, right? To have a cheat code to say, if I'm looking for this, who would I talk to? Why, why should I consider them? Why is it more than just the, the basic service that they're offering? You know, is it just about music lessons? Is it just about stick handling better? Is it just about learning how to pass a rugby ball better or a, mu or a music lesson? No, there's something deeper going on. And the deeper things are the things that are so much more valuable to, to parents and kids to me. And I love music lessons. I love sports, but it's like, um, how do kids develop more of a growth mindset? How do they develop, become more resilient and do something and realize it's not working out and learn how to problem solve? That's what a crazy life skill that is. And imagine if, you know, being intentional, loving parents, if we looked for activities and providers of those activities that know that this is also what they're trying to build into their activity for the kids. Like that connection, that thoughtfulness about your selection, I think it's a really critical layer to add on to, to what so we're these, doing for our kids. these are people who have expertise, but you think they're bringing a different higher level of purpose or meaning to what they're trying to share. 
Absolutely, over and over. So, so on October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, there's a free child enrichment summit that we're hosting. And um, it's virtual, so it's going to be online given where we're at. And we've got people from all over, in Canada, in the U.S., experts in child enrichment. Um, and they're sharing what they do, why they do it, why is it more than the, the product or service they offer, and how does it align with trying to enrich and build up and build in the kinds of things that every loving parent wants for their kids. Absolutely. And we're talking we're talking about a bunch of those kinds of things, right? How do you plan? Yeah, you have a How pretty you, good lineup of people, all incredible. different backgrounds. Oh, like yeah. these top-notch people, some of them are like world-renowned, they travel the world, we're, we're dealing with, you know, working with NHLers, MMA athletes, you know, big big time things. This is like it's pretty cool some of these some of the, the the influence that they have and to be able to just sit and listen to them in this context and find out just it's hard being a parent, hey. Sometimes, what do we know, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're trying our best, but it, it's just nice to be able to sit and actually hear from an expert, share why what they why what they do can be beneficial to you as a parent and to your kids. That's it. Yeah, because we're, li- really we're cool. limited to our, our own experiences. So, I mean, Absolutely. how much have you not experienced? You know, you've only experienced this tiny much compared sure. to everything. So, if you can Absolutely. get people sharing theirs, yeah, it's, it's valuable. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So there's an agenda published for this thing. I guess you can pop in and out for the three days or be there for the whole three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. So at the childenrichmentsummit.com, the, the URL, and there's going to be a special link for people listening to this Rockstar podcast below. But when people come, you can get come and get your free ticket. You can, um, for those three days, you'll, you'll be able to listen to the six to nine speakers on each day for the 24 hours. It'll be up for there. Listen to it as much as you want. You can, next day, there'll be another lineup for the first day music, second day body and, and kind of sport, third day mind and spirit. And these experts will be on there. And really just, just such a, a great breadth of things that help to contribute to just the experience What's the cost and the future of, of the How kids. are you doing this again? What's the cost of it again? It's, it's absolutely free to everybody coming for those those open sessions. You can upgrade your access. Oh, so you're having a combination of sessions. That's right. Yeah. I got so it. It's, yeah. yeah, but you know, every expert's going to be providing their session for free. And there will be an opportunity to, if you're really interested in something and you want to get go deeper and you want to hear more. That's right. You there's, an op- there's an opportunity to do that. But we, did, we wanted to make it so that the open sessions, like, 19 of them they're all just going to be there and available for free um entrepreneurship living life it's, it's so many things it's like i'm so excited but i'm so thankful that you know people would take these people would take time out of their busy schedules and time to say yeah you know what we do want it we do want to be able to help families parents and that oh, by extension then their kids right to get access to these things and to know how to start building it. You know, when we're talking about looking into the future and planning for it, how about looking into the future for the things, the skills and attributes and characteristics that we know that our kids will need because that's what we're reaching for ourselves. Look into the future, pull them forward and expect those things out of the activities that we're, we're planning for our kids. We're planning for them anyway. Anthony's a really nice person. I said this when he first sat down. He's really well thought out, well spoken. Oh. This is your good yeah. guy. I, oh. I, I, it's a good skill. I can think to until Thursday. That's two days from now, and then and then that's it. <laughs> no, but it. to your benefit, you'll go out and just do stuff, yeah, and like you'll learn from yeah, them. Yeah. You know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we. So <laughs> I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do stuff. Thankfully, it's not just uh, just pie in the sky. It's like we're going we're going crazy because this is such a neat thing to be able to do. I'm just I'm so excited to be able to do this to bring this to families. It's just such a cool event. It is. A, it is a cool event. Well, who knows where this leads to? You might do this again. Uh, yeah, and I guess maybe, if anyone's listening to maybe. this after these dates, are, is this going to be recorded? 
recorded? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, okay. it's, it's, so it's live, virtual. It's, it'll be accessible there. Um, it's free during that time is a good question. I mean, I've only, I think, yeah. It'll, for well, people we'll who see. upgrade they can their, go and check yeah, yeah. It, they can go to the URL and, yeah, and check it absolutely. out. Absolutely. So for people who definitely upgrade their pass, they'll be able to see that and have it on unlimited access. Got it. But cool. if you want to see it for free, come and see the event, get your ticket now, share it if you want to share it. If you think somebody would be interested in it, do it, but please come. There's going to be something for every parent and certainly everything, things for every kid that, uh, as we wrap there. here, I'm curious with someone like yourself who puts, you know, some intentional thought into things. Did you have any morning routines over the COVID time when everybody was locked down? I think Nick and I went through, I don't know if we hit like one week in particular where I think we were both breaking. I know I was where we hit like this. It was low just the point. Ima- it was just the amount of virtual stuff for me. I got so sick of staring at my computer and holding like meetings or being web on webinars and stuff. I'm like, guys, it's like, like it's, the, I, I don't, it was too my, much. I, yeah. I don't know. We were, at least at that time, maybe I hadn't adjusted. I'm not big on like a heavy virtual environment. I like people yeah. and I like to interact with people. So I, 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 that's what was breaking me. For there sure. was a few weeks where we were coordinating paralegals, lawyers, mortgage brokers. We were trying to give our own updates to the Rockstar Inner Circle yes. membership. And it was just getting intense. Yeah, it was like it, hours upon hours of staring at that stupid little webcam just on the computer. Yeah, just yeah. On, well, just well then preparing for it and then delivering the yes. content, it, was, it got to us. It was the first time I think in this business where we sat down and thought we're we're exhausted, like right. we're genuinely, we're, we're we're this is too much. But then we came out of it somehow. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, it just <laughs> it yeah. shook it off. Like thankfully, thankfully things have opened up a bit, and you know our schools we're operating in person. We're getting to see families again, connections with the teachers and the students. So that's quite nice. So love to see that continue. But to answer your question, um, it is been also kind of hard for us too because as entrepreneurs all the uncertainty and you know what's the impact your family all that kind of stuff so the thing for us we were trying to do something on top of what we do with our core business so it required getting up earlier so now with this thing that's just ahead of me and such excitement around it like I was like 4 30 5 o'clock you know 5 30 in the morning I'm just I'm just awake and it's like okay got stuff to do which whereas I would still be the first person to wake before that, just kind of go through. If you're going to read some something to help your mind, yeah, your spirit, yeah. you read then quiet and get your coffee bite before everybody gets up and stuff like that. that but that normally we used to start about walk six. the dog. Walk the dog. Um, no, <laughs> I'm joking. No, yeah. I'm joking. That's a good question. You will be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get ready for it. Um, um, so yeah, so that's what it would be. So basically, you know, being first up became being first up an extra hour, maybe an hour and a half earlier on many days to be able to to do this extra thing. It's just so important. I, you know, when you get when you when you get to a picture in your brain, you go, man, this is so exciting. It's so important. What great value. It kind of pulls you along. I don't know. It does. We are goal-driven people. Yeah. Although, you know, we are goal-driven humans, organisms, whatever. We are goal-driven. Yeah. So that's interesting. You found something that gave you purpose. Even more. And it drove, yeah. 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 It, it just, drove. there was totally life to it. Yeah. So, which is great because it got my brain off of the, pre- you said you talked about the present, right? We're so here and now focused in terms of the money that we spend or, what we try to do, but this is, um, this is a future thing, a future thing that's coming. And it just kind of got me off of some of the here and now, which was helpful because a lot of the here and now, if you're just watching all the news and it all this stuff, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's yeah, heavy. So there you go. This was helpful for me. That, cool. that was a strategy, you know, get up early and think about something in the future and work towards it and add, serve deeply, add more value for others. If you can figure out a way to do that. It's why not? Right. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Anthony, thank you for this. Really appreciate it, yeah. man. Can't Thanks wait to hear how this me. goes. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, Thanks, no, man. it's great. Hey, did, hold on. Did you guys share the URL for everyone? 
childenrichmentsummit.com. I oh, think you it's www.childenrichmentsummit.com. And we'll link out to it wherever you're listening to perfect, this. Perfect. We'll have it in the show notes at the bottom of the YouTube video. We'll have it linked out. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Love, love coming to talk to you guys. Great spot. Yeah, awesome. we didn't even mention that Anthony's been a Rockstar Inner Circle member. I, he knows more than me since we think t- uh, 2012. Well, was that eight years? So eight years. Thanks, man. It's You've supported us for yeah, a lot of years. Well, back, yeah, no, you so. guys have certainly poured out a ton and over the top. So I'm actually, if anything, I'm trying to be more like you guys, trying to do just over and above more and help others. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm yeah. trying to do what you guys do. I appreciate it. We all do. And so there, I'm trying to do my part. Too. Yeah, you should know you're, that you're doing it. You're doing so, it. When we get to associate ourselves with people like you, it gives us confidence and encouragement in days where we might doubt ourselves. Ah, fine. So you're serving us when okay. you're not even knowing there you that, go. Right? Oh, that's great. So thank yeah. you. Hey everyone, it's Tom Crads again. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat, chat with Anthony. We always love it when people are going above and beyond to serve the community and put to get together things that we think are really valuable. If you want to check this out, you can go to the URL www.childenrichmentsummit.com. That's the event that Anthony's putting together. The dates I have right here in front of me. It's Wednesday, October 21st, Thursday, October 22nd, and Friday, October 23rd of 2020. If you're listening to this after those dates, I'm sure there'll be some way to get some sort of recordings or something and you can check it all out at www.childenrichmentsummit.com and thank you for listening we really appreciate the opportunity to do all of this that's it for now until next time your life your terms